I have never desired your good opinion. People fear what they do not understand. I have a headache, a badge, and a gun. Power is yours. Behave. I was just trying to start a conversation. And share the wonders I've seen. Hi, and welcome back to The Wonders I've Seen. I'm your host, Tanagra, and this is the second part of our three-part discussion on Star Trek Discovery, aka STD, with my guest, JX. In this episode, we delve into Hollywood's ambiguously ethnic washing, forgiveness, and the never-ending slew of prequels. We begin our discussion with the questions, is Vox Tyler white passing? And did they intend to make him look more ethnic when he started romancing Michael? Or was that just Sonequa Martin-Green's lighting? Enjoy The Wonders. All right, so Volk Tyler and Burnham. So, right, we cheered for them because we were just happy to see two minorities falling in love, which we don't see in sci-fi oh. or outside of that. And as a prolific reader of romance, you don't see it much there either. I mean, Tyler, right. I actually had to look up that he wasn't white. I knew he wasn't white. Come on. You could look at him and tell he wasn't white. What white? What non-white? I don't know, but he was not white. And for me, I mean, that's all that like, matters in television. He could have been Italian. I feel like on some no, shows... No, he was totally not Italian. He was... I mean... Come on. I feel like like the Mr. Robot guy kind of... Um, he's... Racial, oh, Remy Malik. Yeah, he's racially ambiguously white on that show. Like, he uh, yeah, plays yeah, 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 white yeah, 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 on yeah. that show, but, like, in real life, he's... Egyptian. Yeah. And I'm right. like, I, I kind of put Tyler in that same thing. Like, I knew he, he was something. He is not. He's totally brown. I mean, like, actually brown, like, his skin tone. Not brown as in, like, black, brown, yellow, whatever. Like, he's actually brown. I don't know why you're making a face at me like that's going to change. I, I don't know. I just, you know. Okay. Okay, to be, okay, okay. I can, I'm not, I'm not saying that I can't see where you're coming from. But, like, the first episode I wasn't certain, right? When he meets him, like, he and Lorca right. meet. But then after that, when he's like, I mean, oh, after that, I could see it. But like, right. in, in the beginning, I, I didn't. But like, in the beginning, I didn't. But I, you know, uh, okay. In the beginning, I, I was also like, could see he as an actor playing both. Like, no, I feel like he would fall into the I'm going to play somebody whose parent, who's like one parent is ethnic category, but he could never pass. I mean, pass. both of his parents, one of his parents is ethnic and one of them is white. Because so. I'm saying he could never pass for white, though. I feel like. They do that with a lot of half-white people anyway, though. Right, but that's Hollywood. Yeah. That's not his So fault. that's why I'm saying I feel like he has... It, oh, I mean, we're talking about Hollywood, though. So right. I'm not that's saying fair. how he feels as a person. Right, like, right, maybe right. he as a person is, like, very proud of being Pakistani. But, like, um, he as a person who, who... Is in this industry. Right. Well, can easily... Um, I think... I think... Um, could go out for those for those roles that might be designated white, and we just don't talk about it. That he's not. See, I feel like he's too brown. Look up his. Uh, I have. And what has he played? Because I feel like well, even okay, right, right, but nobody like, lists ethnicity or like even name. Like a lot of times, it's. I feel like he's played a lot of racially ambiguous, or he's played like right. Like, and stereotypical, like, Middle Eastern roles. Okay, and that's what I'm saying, because even in this, his name is Tyler. He's not playing someone of Middle Eastern descent. But or he's, ha- he's played people of Middle Eastern descent before. Right, I'm just saying he does both, so that's why I'm like... But playing somebody who's racially ambiguous is not the same as playing somebody who's white. There's a difference. 
I don't feel like he can pass for white. Not well, by Hollywood me, standards. Okay. Yeah, but to me, I mean... He's not I like, mean, honestly, to me, who cares if you're playing racially ambiguous? You're not playing someone of color. Mm. You're playing someone who's safely not of color. I see what you're saying with that. You know? I see so what, it's just like... No, okay, that I know, that I It's like Dean Kane. It's like... It's oh, like, Dean. And it's like um, Keanu Reeves, to be honest. I mean, they're both of color. And they're yeah. both like... You can look at them and tell that they're Asian. However... They yeah. don't necessarily have to play those characters. And they, I mean, like, Dean Kane could be walking down the street, and if he wasn't Dean Kane, I would be like, there's an Asian dude. And the same with right. Keanu Reeves. There's an Asian dude. Right, but they, right, but okay. But in, in movies, because they're, they, they no, no, play no. racially ambiguous, and if you had these, like, two white parents, we're like, okay, that looks a little different. Rashida Jones, another one. Like, okay, right, right. we're not going to talk about it, but we all know... And, I mean, like, to me, that's what racially ambiguous kind of fits into. No, no, okay. I, f- I actually agree with you on that front, that wish racially ambiguous is not the same as saying I am a person of color. I completely agree with that as well. I just mean that- I just feel like it's a Hollywood safe place to um, oh, try completely. to say diverse. When it's really not. I watched almost every single, every single Meghan Markle film, like, on Hallmark Channel, and even in those films- they straighten her hair into an inch of its life, and then everybody who plays her family member is a white person. Right. So, like, sure, she might, you're like, she's something, but they're like, we're just gonna, you know, cast her with these white people as her family members, and like, because right. w- it's safe, but she's enough not white that, like, we can do it, but she's not too black. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like he falls into that until. And I don't know, in all honesty, if it's lightning, if it's, excuse me, if it's lighting, if it's makeup, that. All of a sudden, after he's no longer POW and their romance starts, he, that he is a person of color becomes more obvious. But even then, they don't well, ever that's talk probably, about I mean, it. the lighting is probably still, like, a thing because, like, right. when he's not, they're lighting the main character, which is Burnham, which they're lighting for a black person and not lighting for Lorca, who's a white person, who's going right. to just change the way Tyler looks. Which is why, right, so when they're together, you're like, oh, it's a... Yeah. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's an interracial couple, two minorities, which I was like, yes. I was so happy. I tweeted about it. I like, but I, I'm I, just saying. When I first looked at looked him up, I, I had to see what race he was. Fine, that's fair. I knew that he was not, um, but I also understand what you're saying that if that saying you're racially ambiguous is not the same that you're same as saying you're a person of color. And I actually, I definitely respect that difference, particularly when it comes to Hollywood, because like there's a lot of and I mean, yeah. I feel like, especially coming from mixed race people. Oh yeah, because I mean, you're actively capitalizing on the fact that, that you don't fit into this category. Right. I mean, there's racially, like, let's say biracial people. There are biracial people who look like myself. Who I know people can't see me, but who look like myself. Who are just like unapologetically black. Right. You know, like there's like yes, yeah, some people are like, oh yeah, I can see you being Asian, but there's no doubt that I'm black. So right. I'm not <laughs> right. I am not racially ambiguous because right, right, right. people can see they they choose they, the race they, for you. Yeah, they can see which race I am, and if they could see two, they could still see which two I am. <laughs> right, you know. And true. I mean, I find um, Tracy Ellis Ross is another one. She mm. like she can never play like yeah, she could play biracial at most, and but most of the time yeah. she plays black. You know, because it's really like okay, but we see this. We know you're light, and you got well, some curl to your hair, but yeah, you black. 
Right. You're not ever going to play. Right. Like, again, like I said, the Rashida Jones of the world, we're okay. We're going to just not talk about what race you are and you're going to be ambiguous. So. Very um, true. Even like Maya, I would even, I put Maya Rudolph also in that same mm -hmm. category. Who like, it's very interesting because my, my mother is a fan of her mom who was a singer. Right. And she's like, she looks like. A pale white version of her mother, and I saw, and I was like, "Oh, she really does." Because like her mom couldn't pass, but she straight up can. Yeah. All right, and I'm like, once again, I don't hold it against her because I don't feel like she hides. No, the fact I, that I don't her hold mother it against is. any of them. But I'm right. just saying, as far as. But I also also understand like the benefit and the privilege but, that comes with it. Right. So I mean, I'm just saying, if we're gonna talk about Hollywood, yeah, that's it's just fair. like I feel like this was still like. You know, it was still like very him safe being, casting. Yeah, it was still safe casting for them, even for a progressive show. Let me right. put that in ridiculously emphatic, like right. emphatic air quotes, progressive show right. like this. Right. So I also feel like it was more of just like I do feel the fact that it was a minority couple that was in love wasn't actually a goal so much as like oh it happened. Right. <laughs> like I gotta be honest because. Right. Well, because their love makes no sense. No. Like, I, I mean, that's like um, I, I, I'm, right. some people we know in the world um, who fall in love after they meet somebody after the first time. She, but love is love. Love uh, is love. Love is love. This is like love, is love. love at first sight. Yes. That's right. Sing it with me now. Love, Which is why even love. if Lorca, okay, even if Lorca is like the traditional interracial couple, I'm like, I believe that more because I even believe that he, he, Whatever infatuation he had with her, which still, because they kind of screwed that up. I know, Mich yeah. They could have went so God, much ah. further with what, I mean, I found him to be so interesting. And then they just kind of like, eh. Jason Isaacs walks that line of like evil, creepy, yet I still feel that maybe there's some good in you so well in his characters. I mean, even, yeah, you know, even honestly, in Malfoy, they he pulled even, that off. I didn't even understand... At the end, or well, not at the end. I didn't understand when like they killed him off. So okay, switching switching gears to the Terran universe. So I felt that he actually just wanted the Emperor's power. That was it. It wasn't okay. a coup so much as it wasn't a coup in the sense of like he's trying to overthrow her and form a new. Like, no, 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 no. He was trying to replace her. Right. And so that. Well, I didn't really understand that's because it. like we'll say like in the Terran universe, he's like. I don't know. He's code for white supremacist, species supremacist. See, I feel and well, I mean, because I feel those like Terrans all were, humans are though. Yeah, right? all the yeah. Terrans are. So yeah. But here's one who was really good because he he fit into our our not our universe, but you know the regular Star Trek universe as we will call it for now. Um, <laughs> Whatever it is, been yeah. Star Trek. This but time. he he worked well with all the other species. You know, mm. like. So I'm just like so, but he tolerated them, not accepted, and I feel like did he? But I felt like he treated everyone the same, humans and non-humans well, yeah. alike. Well, like, no, no, I'd agree, but I think it was a means to an end, not an actual acceptance. But I, once again, I'm saying that as I reading, I'm reading that into it, not that they right. I don't think they portrayed that, that well. Um, I'm like, no. I see why you're coming up with that because that's how they ended it, and right. of course, like. Um, someone on the writing staff will say, yeah, that's, that's what, what we, we did. Meant. And I'm like, no, 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 that is not what you did. You just know that's what happened. Yeah. Um, because I felt like, 
they didn't flesh that out enough because I didn't I was just like wait a minute why is he the bad guy now because I'm still not really understanding what his motives were right and I was they like, didn't flesh right. that through and um I right I just, and they honestly right. didn't flesh out through I knew like why like what his relationship with Burnham was in the Terran universe. Well, no, but there's that beautiful, that beautifully written and delivered line that Emperor Giorgio gives that, like, and he groomed you, and it was so loaded, and you're like, oh. And I got it, right? Like, it's like a sexual relationship. At a certain point, they went from, like, him teaching and grooming her to being like, oh, we're partners, and, like, Burnham in that universe was like, yeah, I'm here for it. And they were a pair. And then it just sort of dies. Yeah, and then I'm like, but, you know, like, there has to be some kind of weird, even if it's just, like, this sick love or whatever, but, like, some weird thing where he travels to another universe just to get another her. But that's also why I believed it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, But then I'm like, then you ended off with not really following through. Like, you start off with this great idea, and then you don't follow through. Well, because I feel like he sort of <laughs> starts it when they're in the Terran universe, and he, like, when she's like, bring the prisoner to my chambers. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, but you're not alone. Just remember you're not alone. I'm here with you. And he's doing the whole, like, supportive thing. And I was like, you're trying to woo her. This is your courtship. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I saw it then, and then the writers don't do anything with it. Because right. they're so busy being like, we need to get back to the other universe. And I was like, y'all have... So much loaded in here. I was hoping that Redhead with half a head shaved also was into Burnham. So I was like, oh, we're going to get like a love triangle while she's dealing with the whole Vok Tyler thing. And then Lord is pursuing her. her. No, no. I was like, Uh. well, because she was watching her so closely. And I was like, oh, maybe that's what the, the camera angles. The camera. Oh, I thought it was from mistrust. No, no, the ca- right, but like that's what I'm saying. But they left it open to be more, whether it was right. romance, whether it was mistrust. They created that by focusing on her, and then they do nothing with that character, right. and they're just like, y'all put so much into this Terran universe, and then you do nothing with it. Yeah, that was a and that was a missed opportunity. Right, if I ever saw and Lorca's romance with Burnham was part of that. Like, if they would have played it out and let him stay, like, in that torture chamber, and he would have been her only link to humanity and, like, to being, like, in Starfleet Federation after, like, Tyler tried to kill her, I would have loved to watch that play out. Like, and he really... That would have been excellent. Mm-hmm. And you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. So I feel like, um, but I believed him more than I believe Tyler, what I'm saying in the whole love thing. Well, you know, when somebody is like, pick up line to me, is like, I wish I could remember our first kiss. Like, I'm not really feeling you. Yeah. Let me just be honest. Or then you're telling me about how, like, delicious trout is that you fish. And, like, I eat a lot of, I eat a lot of fish. And, like, trout is not really that great. Trout is delicious, girl. What? I'm not saying trout isn't good. I'm not saying I don't eat trout. <sighs> but for him to be like... Uh, over an open fire and I was like exactly exactly like really come on and then he's like well maybe maybe we just won't have you go back and she's like but I can't end the war I started this war I have to finish it I'd be a fugitive and he's like well maybe you should and then I'm like what you were falling in love with an idiot like that like you were raised on Vulcan so, yeah. like, you're finally going to start exploring your emotions, although you've been with Giorgio for seven years, but now you're exploring them, and you're going to go for a fool like that. Come on now. There was never any male... Oh, wait, that's right. Due to rank, she can never entertain any sort of romantic relationships, and now that she has no rank, she can open her heart. Right. 
It's a really, really well-written romance. Yeah. Mm. So I just... And I felt like, okay, I was was okay with the romance if I thought it was going to happen over, like, three seasons. It happened over three episodes, or two. That's actually one of the few things that I can give Voyager points for, for the Bolana Torres, um... the Torres, um, what's his name? Paris. Yeah, yeah Paris. <laughs> Torres Paris romance? That shit was a slow burn. <laughs> that was. Because when it happened, I was like, God, finally! Finally! My God! You guys are, you're killing me here. <laughs> like, yeah. But I was like, if these two do not get to, if this show just go off the air and these two don't get together, I'm gonna write somebody. I was like, finally! This is taking like, too long, right? Get, like, both of y'all, get your head out of your asses right. and get to it. And that's what I was expecting and wanted for this because they presented such, both characters being, like, so complex. And then, next but thing you know, they're one saying... one of them are really that complex. But, like, there's, they're not, but there's, like, you know, I know that hint the, as right. of complexity, but they're not. But so they're I was not. like, you know what, if you're going to hint at it, go with it. Right. And then they completely just, like, nah, they're not. But this is where I feel like the writers just didn't follow through with, like... yeah. With a good with ideas that they had. Well, because even like him coming out and realizing that he was Vulk Tyler rather than just Tyler, and I do enjoy saying that now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. I'm like Vulk Tyler. But then again, I just appreciate Klingon as a language. Like even with him coming out and revealing that he is Vulk Tyler, like they do it so quickly. And I was like, you could have let this build in the Terran universe. You could have had this play into her, like. Her insecurities, how she starts to doubt herself. This could have been a beautiful character development. And, like, her coming into her own, like, sense of self and, like, figuring out who she was and holding on to who she was in Terran Empire. And then, like, Jason Isaac's character, Lorca, like, trying to play on this and, like, making her feel, like, emotionally indebted to them. And instead, you just have him, like, go through this awakening, for lack of a better term, and then he tries to kill her and then that's it. Yeah, and then she doesn't forgive him for someone who is in love with right him. And every time I look at you, I see I picture you with your even hand though around he literally probably has the best excuse than anybody to like be crazy because he literally is crazy. I mean, he, right. he really actually had like, like genetically imprinted someone else's right. Like what? Like he actually has two genetic imprints on his. Right. He actually has no idea who he is. Yeah. I mean, like... He's... he's Right. So, I'm just like, you honestly can't believe that he is... Like, you can't forgive him for him. Right. Because he actually has, like, two personalities living in him. Or at least, like, try. And she's like, you gotta figure it out on your own. And I'm like, look, I appreciate the fact that you had to figure out who you were emotionally... But you, what you went through and what this guy is going through are nowhere on the same yeah, page. Yeah, you're going through an identity crisis. Right. He's going through some medical issues. Right, so for the fact that you're trying to, like, equate them, yeah. which I was like, this is so problematic for the writers to even try to equate yeah. them and then for her as a character to do it. And the fact that you were raised on Vulcan and you're a science officer and you don't understand the difference between your emotional growth I mean, and his mind literally being cut up and right. fucked up with. Also, I mean, he's gotten organs ripped out of him. Right. Because, you know, Klingons have, like, two hearts, and he now only has one. Right. Because he got one ripped out of him. Right, so, but you okay. want to be like, I just can't forgive you. At least, I, I would have... Like, I literally got a heart ripped out of me. Right. <laughs> I, if they would have been... If he... They would have had her be like, I want to forgive you, and then, like, maybe one day... And then instead it's like, I don't forgive you. And then at the end, does she say something about like, thank you for the experience or the love or yeah, something? something like that. And then she gives him a kiss and then that's it. And I was like, then this is not any character. Like, No, 
and I was disappointed at growth. the end that he decides to go with the, the Klingons because one, I was like, that doesn't make sense because he doesn't look like a Klingon. No. And then two, I like, it doesn't make, it just, I thought it was. Well, also, did the, did she, like, would the Federation really let somebody who has all the knowledge of a Federation officer of his level of rank just go with the Klingons? No. And he can't be a, li- he's like, I'll be a liaison with the Klingons. I was like, based on what? What goodwill do you have with the Feder? Like, you have more goodwill with the Federation than you have with the Klingon Empire. Yeah. So, based on what? And you're just hoping that they don't kill Laurel, who's the one person who's on your side who actually knows who you are? Like, I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. And then even when Laurel is giving, like, her final speech, he's not front and center with her. He's not even there. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, is he already dead? Because that would make more sense to me, in all honesty. One of the few things in that last episode of the season that would make sense if he was already dead. But, like... It's so just unsatisfying. Like, they leave so many things that could have been great, and they're like, we need to tie it up with a bow. Like, I wonder if the writers thought they were going to be canceled, and that's why they did it. I mean, they didn't... I mean, they don't even have that much... I mean, it's on CBS All Access, so it's not really, like, they have to deal with ratings as much. I mean, you don't have to... I mean, you kind of... You could kind of do the Netflix... BS, where they kind of say, yeah, we have great ratings, but no one actually sees them. Right. I mean... Yeah, but... I mean, like... All Access can do the same. It's they just could, like... could, but I don't think their PR machine is up there. Like, thinking through it. Right? Because think about how all the bad PR that came out before the show even debuted. Like, there's... I mean, it's ridiculous. Them talking about not being ready, them delaying it over and over. Yeah, but still, the you, show had, leaving. you had they had a lot of people who signed up for CBS All Access. I agree, just for the show. So, I mean, as much as they want to say, I mean, you know, they know they have the name behind it, so it's kind of like. But I feel like they didn't. Think I don't that. think it was a no. I I think they knew. You, that. So, but you yeah, think I don't think. CBS, so you think it's just bad writing? Yeah, I don't think CBS corporate is that. Dumb. Oh, no, no, not corporate. I meant, like, maybe the writers were worried that they were going to be canceled because it feels like they rushed everything. Yeah, I think the writers were just half-assed. <laughs> I'll give it that. Because, I mean, you know, this happens to a lot of shows where I feel like um, they they just want to, they're like, oh, well, let's do this and let's do this and let's do this and right. let's do this. And then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I need more than a, a three-point outline. I need, like, a detailed yeah. outline with, like, sub-points and then sub-sub-sub-points. Well, let's, uh, I mean, like, if we think about, like, what Star Trek Discovery is and then what the Star Trek franchise is. Right. And, like, who watches what shows. So, um, like, I, I feel like Discovery is kind of written like how a lot of shows are written nowadays i feel like a lot of shows are not really i feel like a lot of shows aren't really thought through i feel like a lot of shows nowadays because we're so fast-paced are just like yeah because they're expecting you to sit there and marathon it but i feel like it also leaves so much and it requires the audience to fill in those holes but when i'm watching star trek when i watch any sci-fi in all honesty I don't want to fill in the holes. I want you to spell it out for me. And, like, having sat down... But a lot of people like, did not like world building. Right, but then you don't watch sci-fi. Like, yeah. let me be honest. You don't watch science fiction or fantasy if you don't want world building, right? Like, as bad as The 100 was, shout out to CW, when it first started, at least they built their world. And they, they built that world. And it was some slow-ass building. But they built it, and now they can do whatever the crap they want. And I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense in their world, right? 
Like, take the time to do it if you want me to invest in your characters because I don't care otherwise. Like, we're both sitting here talking about how, like, we supported the show because we loved the two main female leads, one because she was black and then one because, like, she's Michelle Yeoh, right? That's a problem because even after watching the entire first season, I'm still not more invested and I'm pissed that Michelle Yeoh's character is still not the lead of this, of this show. That's problematic. And when you know that you're like trying to tap into a fandom like Star Trek, which gives you a lot of leeway to do shit that you normally wouldn't do, capitalize well, you on have it. have your world building there. But that's what I'm saying. So you you have character no, building. Right, but so you have no reason not to do things slowly. Like, they, but that's this is my where problem I feel like it. They don't have to do any world building, but this is where I feel like a lot of shows today with writing doesn't do a lot of character building. So... But they... Because really, the problem with Star Trek, I mean, one of the... the Wait, with problem, Star Trek or Star Trek Disco? Dis- Discovery. Okay. The problem with Star Trek Discovery, I mean, besides that, it do, I mean, it doesn't fit in this timeline. But if we're talking about the story itself, right. it's badly written. It is. And we're, I mean, when we talk about character development, characters, etc., if we take this, even if we were saying this is a workplace drama, and this isn't, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious, if this is I'm a No, work, I'm laughing because I agree with you. Yeah, if this yes. is a workplace drama, it doesn't, it's still bad writing because it, it's just like, um. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, CBS could have just like, it could have used the same formula that it uses for most of its shows. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. And it's, it would have worked. It just put it in the Star Trek. It actually break. would have worked a lot better. Like, if you use your NCIS formula or your But there's a reason formula, those are so popular. Yeah, and they, 20 years. AKA, yeah. I watch them almost all of yeah, them I'm, if they're on the television. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will watch an episode twice or three right. times or a hundred times, right. whatever. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. Oh, yeah, he's guilty. And I sit there and still <laughs> so watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I think even in those shows where the character development still takes years, it's just like, why not even, if you, I mean, even if it's Star Trek, just use your same formula. But but right, I agree. (laughs) And I think that's a problem though. With this, they were just too busy trying to be like fast paced. Like, I feel like a lot of them, that's, I feel like a lot of the writers were not Star Trek fans. Like they watched the Abrams films and were like, okay, we're going to do that. But Abrams films are also not up to the level of character development and writing as Star Trek norm- as a Star no, Trek no, yeah, series I is, agree. right? So if that's what you're basing this off of and you're saying that f- I want to attract fans of the Abrams films to this show, then you're already starting at a, 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 a point that's not where it should be for and television. It, because it, he's working with an hour and a half or two hours and you're working with hours of television. Yeah. So do better. Like, they should have done and you better. Just, you really didn't have to... Um... One, okay, one, as much as I, I like the Terran universe, I always think um, parallel universes and time travel are um, a lazy writer's way out. Oh, complete. I felt, so, like, I felt like that was the problem here, that everything they wrote was planned for the Terran universe, right? Because yeah. they didn't know what to do before the Terran yeah. universe, yeah. And, um, and then once they go with the Terran universe, they didn't even stick with that. No commitment. And, and then they go back into the regular universe and... Um, and then they're like, and now we're at the TOS and we're going to meet Pike. Yeah. Um, right. Which, I don't know why, I don't know why they wanted to make this a prequel so bad. Well, given that, like, it's not Because, that honestly, if they made this a sequel to DS9, 
it would have been much better, even if they did all the spore technology, the weird uniforms, not the Klingons. Um, all but, of like, the weird technology, not just the spore technology, this whole, like, holograph that we're driving yeah, I mean, with our hands. The technology is fantastic. Technology I would actually beautiful. say that tan- the technology is the best thing that is on the show, but it doesn't work in the timeline because no. it's so much better than any Star Trek franchise technology. It is. It is, but that's also why I thought Including it made... Including the Abrams films. It's just so much better. No, but that's also why I thought it made sense when they went to the Terran universe, because, like, right, if the ship gets stuck in the Terran world, then we can just say, like, oh, that was an uber-advanced ship, so yeah. it got stuck there, now they no longer have that tech, it falls right back in the timeline. And now it's just, like, why would you do this when, like, there's DS9 and there's Voyager, where literally it opens the world up to you because there's a wormhole in DS9... And instead, and you're going to make a prequel. To, they went to Quad Four or the another quad, right? In Voyager, Voyager, which is the whole reason why they couldn't get home, right? Right. And then you're like, you know what? Let's do, do a prequel. prequel. Which I'm tired of prequels in general. I actually read somewhere where uh, generally people are tired of prequels. Seeing as how my other favorite franchise is about to do another prequel, thanks Stargate. I'm sick of them too. Like, yeah, I'm so sick of them because Wait, Stargate's I, doing another prequel. Why? No, their last one was a, a sequel, Stargate Universe, which also, like Star Trek Disco, does not fall and was not in the tone of the show, which is why I feel like it ended early. Well, now it got they're canceled. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> right. Now they're doing a prequel, which I'm just like, you know that doesn't make much sense. It's a prequel well, to the came... movie, which was a prequel to the series. And I was like, or you could just do something in the future or do it on another planet. Like, there was literally an entire Stargate um, animated cartoon where they went to another planet. Like, why don't you yeah. just do that? Like, what is this fear that shows how to do something new? Because if, like, if somebody's not a, a sci-fi fan, they're not going to watch your damn show if it's not good, right? Like, people don't... People tuned in to Battlestar Galactica and they tuned in to Game of Thrones because they were good shows. Like, there were fans or genre fans like myself, like you, who would watch it anyway. And then because they were a good show, others tuned in. Yeah. I do not know anybody who is not a Star Trek fan who is actually stuck with disco. I don't. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, it's just not their thing because they're like, oh, it's still so sci-fi, but it's not a good enough story. They're not drawn in. They're not emotionally invested. Like, yeah. It's not there, and partially because it's so poorly written. So, like, don't stop, stop trying to pander, because the pandering's not working. The prequels aren't working. Like, I don't care. And they didn't do enough um, Easter eggs to, to pander to uh, Star Trek. No. Yeah, and also fans. all the Easter eggs, like, all the fans knew them the moment they showed up. It wasn't a s- smart Easter egg, like, oh, we're going to the Terran universe, and we're, everybody's like, all right, so we're going to get Michelle Yeoh back because, you know, you need somebody popular. I thought they were going to get Wilson Cruz back because, well, you know, like, killing, oh, yeah. bearing your gaze. Let's talk about the other interracial couple. Actually, yeah. like Who, um, who are also, because this is the, the other thing when we talk about diversity, yes. is that I felt like this was a checkbox. Um, so we have our, um, we have our, our black female. Correct. And our Asian female son, Correct. kind of, sort of. Um, and then we have our gay couple. Right. And, um, you know, one is Latino. Yes. And, and then we have our neuroatypical person with Tilly, who then becomes socially awkward, who then becomes overweight and out of shape, although she's a cadet who's qualified enough to be on a ship, who then becomes, now I'm in charge of 
science and healing somebody and I'm going to be recommended for the commander program. Right. So, like, they handled that, that character really well. Like, really well. I, I totally got what Tilly was supposed to be, which is... No, I didn't until you told me. I didn't yeah. know she was supposed to be... Uh, Neurotypical? What, is she supposed to be autistic? Is no, that, they don't uh, ever say. They just um, say, like, literally. Like, she... I, I believe she says when she first meets Burnham because of, like, her... Did she say disability? Yeah. Or... But then it, it sounded like she just had a whole bunch of allergies, which then I was like, how did you get into... First of all, how are you now and you have all these allergies? Because they have a cure for cancer. And then two, I was like, how did you make it through Starfleet with all these allergies? Right. And because they made you a cadet, so I directly know that you are from Starfleet. Like, yeah. you didn't just enlist and you got lucky. Like, you applied to the academy or yeah. are on the... Right. So, but, I mean, so back to, um... Wait, no, let's finish oh. Tully. Let's finish Tully. Okay, let's finish Tully. So, I, so, Tilly is also problematic because... Tilly is very... Well, she's supposed to be neuroatypical, and I so I picked up on that she was supposed to be a neural disability because the speech pattern that they have her adapt is something that I'm used to hearing, and I was like, oh, okay, I think she's supposed to be autistic. Like, not far on the spectrum, but, like, along that spectrum, and, like, okay. I, I worked with autistic kids, so, like, I got... I picked up on that. That lasts for, like, an episode, and then after that, she says she, they're at the party in the, um, the time loop episode, and she's like, oh, but when I'm at a party and I drink, I'm fine. And I was like... That's not how that works. Right. You just set her up to be autistic based on, like, her speech pattern and, and how she interacts and touches things, right? Because they talk about, like, the feel of certain things bothering her, which is why she has to be on a certain bed. And then, right... You're like, okay, well, she's at a party, she drinks and all of a sudden all that goes away and she's outgoing and wants to flirt and make out and have, like, sex with sex with random crew members. I was like, okay, okay sure. Okay, all right, fine. Maybe that's just how, maybe that's how autism works in, in the future. And then after that, she doesn't have any of that. Right, because then after that, she's just socially awkward. Right, which is not the same thing as autistic. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's problematic. And then... She, Tilly is obviously a larger size, aka average, to Burnham. And so then Burnham is, like, trying to help her when was the episode where the, she decides that she's going to start the captain track or the yeah. commander track. And they're, like, running around and then she's, like, telling her all the proteins and the nutrients, basically. Oh, yeah, because she's trying to get her on a diet. Right, she's trying to get her on a diet. And I was like, but she was already a cadet. Yeah, so she should actually be in tip-top shape. Right, which is also problematic because then they're saying that because she looks a certain way, it's also implying that she's not in shape. And I was like, I... Did y'all not, uh, no, not did y'all th think about this. Obviously you didn't think about this because the size of a person does not indicate whether or not they're in shape. And then being socially awkward is not the same as being autistic. Right. Like, as much as I like Tilly, and I, I think it's similar to, once again, with Burnham's character, and to, like, it's because I like the actress and they're trying and what they represent, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it was with Tilly. Like, I think the actress is great and she's charming, and that's what she brings to the character. But the character itself, herself is really problematic. Yeah. And they should have thought it out. Like, if you're going to write a character and literally the first time I see them, they say that they have a disability. And then you introduce them with coded neuroatypicalness. And then from there, she's just awkward. Like, you should have thought this out more. Like, you could have made her just, like, cute and charming without trying to dive into something you don't understand. 
And there's a lot of autistic people who make great engineers, so I don't really understand why. I mean, again, just go off of what you know today. Right. So it's just like we know these things today. We know that there are women in the military who are in combat. We know that there are are people who are on the spectrum who function in the workforce. Right. You know, so it's a spectrum because it's so wide. (laughs) Like that's the point of it. I don't understand. I mean, and we already established in our minds that Jordy, who was blind, if he could be in Starfleet, then hell. Right. It's not that exactly the idea of like what is a quote unquote a disability doesn't actually exist. Right. Right. So like what's the point of of Tilly, like, if you're not going to stick to it, if you're not going to talk to about it. And I think it's problematic just to say, like, autism is a social awkwardness. Because it, yes. it's not. It's... No, it's not at all. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Like, yes, you can learn coping mechanisms with autism, depending on where you are on the spectrum or right. what exactly you need to do. But, but it's we not don't the go, same. We don't, go with, we don't go through that with her. No, we and don't, actually, which I was hoping we would. And honestly, by the time she's the age that she is, that she's... And already a cadet. Yeah, she would have probably already went through all those coping mechanisms right. so as a anything, young child. Right. Because as we know of today, the younger you are diagnosed, the better off you are. Right. So, so I'm sure in 150, 200 years, it yeah, will just be that much exactly, more Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like... I, it's just, it's, she's so problematic. That's why I feel like, once again, the writer's room was just not diverse enough. Like, don't create a character that you can't write for. Yeah. Right. And I feel like they do that constantly. And that's problematic for me. Like, no. All right. Ugh. So, Tilly, I heard her because of the actress. She's great. She's charming. But, and I loved her as Killy Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. But I loved everything about the Terran universe, in all honesty. Um... But yeah, the idea of like a neurotypical character being written as she was is really problematic. And I'm hoping that they just sort of like drop that idea going forward. They don't ever mention it again. They just leave her as like awkward science cadet and that's it. Right? Like, yeah. That's all the wonders I have to share with you today. To continue the discussion, you can find me on Twitter at GGNOCTanagra. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Leave us a message. Thanks for joining us. Make choices and don't frolic. I'm going to wait for the honking to stop. Oh, come on.